0: Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series with Toronto jazz guitarist and composer Matt Greenwood. We caught up with him in Zimbabwe to talk about his world of music and his brand new 2023 CD called Atlas. Originally from Zimbabwe, he is continuing to etch a new sound in Toronto's jazz scene with this debut album. It's a cinematic music world that combines jazz improvisation with modern production aesthetics and a compositional approach that borders on contemporary classical music. Matt had a diverse musical upbringing, that included performances as a teenager with Zimbabwe legends. Overall, his music is unhindered by geographical genre confines. He's a fascinating cat. Enjoy. Hey, man, thank you for taking a minute out. It's it's wonderful to catch up with you. And before we get into anything, and you're in a unique part of the world right now to answer this, I want to know, as a musician, how did you survive the COVID the last couple of years, and how has that changed the way that, you know, you live your life and the way that you approach music now? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, In fact, even one
1: of the songs on the new record was pretty heavily inspired by that initial panic reaction that I think all musicians had when, maybe not all, but many musicians, when the pandemic first started to set in and everyone was canceling tours and shows and everything, um, so I ended up writing this song called What's Left of the World as like this maybe melodramatic, you know, response where I was picturing this post apocalyptic world with no music industry, you know, and like imagining in horror what would happen if everything stayed shut down. But luckily that hasn't, you know, happened. It's kind of bouncing back, I think. Um, but in terms of how it affected my life too. Uh, I definitely ended up canceling a heck of a lot of travel plans. I was supposed to go to New York for a, for a period in the summer. I was going to come visit family in Africa as well. And that all got canceled for, I was in, ended up being in Toronto for two years, um, without leaving. And also on the positive side though, I ended up getting into art quite a lot, um, you know, getting into pencil drawings and other types of art. And that in turn ended up influencing some of my musical tastes as well, um, sort of feeding off other art forms. So there was definitely a
0: positive side as well for me. So you're originally from Zimbabwe. Talk to me a little bit about, you know, growing up there and, you know, just kind of uh, how jazz and music became your life. It's an interesting, like, the, I find the, the difference
1: between the music scene in Zimbabwe and then in Toronto, for example. It's kind of interesting in that there's a really vital music scene in Zimbabwe. There's, there's tons of great musicians and things. But as far as the industry side goes, it's much tougher. So it's definitely harder to make a living as a professional musician in Zimbabwe. Um, and while there's a really great music scene, and there are sort of jazz influenced musicians, I'd say there's much less of a scene for like traditional straight ahead jazz than there is in Toronto. So when I first started playing as a teenager, I was playing in rock bands, like in bars and things, and I would play like, some African music, some rock, some R&B, all sorts of things. And I didn't really fully get immersed in jazz yet. And it was actually as I was starting to experiment with writing my own music, I started to realize that there was more complex harmony that I was hearing and wanted to work with in my compositions, but didn't really know how to deal with as an improviser. And that led me down this path of wanting to study jazz music, which you know, is one of the main reasons I went to North America in general was to be somewhere where that music had a more of a foothold and there was more of an established scene where you could go out and see people playing, you know, swing music and standards and stuff.
0: You got to play with some legends when you were much younger, but I, I'm curious before we get to the influence that had on you, what was the very first like live show you saw that made you think you wanted to be a professional musician? Mm, that's, a, that's a good question. Cause, um,
1: you know i think i wanted to be a musician before i had even been to any amazing shows yet i i started learning to play i actually started on the drums when i was like 11 years old i really got into it and it became clear within months that i'm like okay this is what i'm going to do for a living and then at some point guitar took over around about age 14 and that became my main focus but i would say the first show i went to that just blew my mind, was going to see Bon Jovi in South Africa. And we went to Janisburg, it was in the FNB Stadium where I think they had the Soccer World Cup. So that kind of blew my mind as like that 13-year-old kid. (laughs) It was much later that I got experience uh, exposed to any actual jazz music, you know?
0: Well, and you did play with some legendary uh, uh, cats from Zimbabwe. What was that experience like? What's it like to get around older musicians? And what do you absorb from that?
1: Well, yeah, that's that's a great question because I think it affected not just my musicianship but my personality in general. As a as a kid here, I didn't know any very few people my age who actually played instruments, certainly who played them at a high enough level to play professionally. So everyone I worked with and was around all the time were were adults. I was playing in Clubs that I probably wasn't old enough to actually be inside, but we would be playing all hours of the morning at nightclubs and things when I was like 14, 15 years old, all with adults. And yeah, like some of the great, like legendary older musicians who very graciously worked with me, just like taught me so much. And I often wonder like how they were able to (laughs) bring themselves to play with someone so like relatively inexperienced and just kind of let me figure it out on the job and not put me under any pressure. Um, but it was a pretty amazing experience that like all these older musicians were just so gracious with me and kind of let me learn by doing.
0: (laughs) Talk to me a little bit about what, what, when you came to Toronto and kind of what your geographical back and forth is now, are you in between Zimbabwe and Toronto and, and how does that work for you?
1: Yeah, so I'm a little bit back and forth, although primarily I'm based in Toronto at the moment, um. Certainly, like, for the last two years, I had been in Toronto and just came back here for the holidays. Um, and I'll be back in Toronto as of uh, next week. <laughs> and then I'm there for the next while. But technically, on paper, I'm still Zimbabwean. That's my where I have, you know, citizenship and stuff. So I imagine there will still be some bouncing back and forth. And who knows where I'll be in, you know, five to ten years. But for the next little while, I'll be primarily Toronto-based.
0: So one of the things about your latest album atlas is that there's this cinematic there's this grandiose feel to it how did you arrive at this approach and sound that is so lush and full that you have on this album yeah um, i'm glad you mentioned that because i think
1: some of the earliest music that had a huge impact on me was music from movies that i watched as a kid i mean down to things like the lion king when i was you know barely a toddler, I would watch that every day when I came home from school. And I think the music really stuck with me and it has this just epic, large sound to it where it just sounds enormous, you know? And so even when playing in a small ensemble like a quartet, I think there's still a part of me that wants everything to sound just enormous and majestic. But then from a technical standpoint and like, you know, how I actually try to achieve that sound, um, for me, it ends up being a lot of, the stuff I do in post production and in also when tracking in how I set up my guitar sound and things. Um, I'm a big fan of integrating effects and technology in in any way possible. I just see it all as, you know, potential tools and more colours in the palette. So you know, when mixing the record I was kind of doing this combination of mixing, editing and tracking all at once, you know. So I would layer things in, work on the mix a bit, then decide I want some more layers and add some more stuff to it. So while at the core, it is still a very improvisational record and you're hearing a quartet play together and feed off each other. There's also this, you know, much larger sound that comes in from a whole range of generally guitar based overdubs. And yeah, so for me, I think it's always a bit of me is always chasing the sort of. Epic sound that I would hear in film scores.
0: But at the core of you, you're a jazz musician, and I'm curious, why do you love jazz? Yeah, so it's, it's a hard question because
1: it's hard to, you know, I guess narrow it down to just one thing. But I think for me, the the thing that sets it apart from other genres is just the sense of freedom and spontaneity, where you know it can. You really don't know what's going to happen, and when it's at its best, is when you're in my opinion, when it's at its best is when you're the least safe and you really don't know what's going to happen. When you're really out on a limb, that's when things seem to, magic seems to happen some (laughs) nights. And for me, that's what makes that genre so special, you know. Um, I kind of came to jazz in a bit of a backwards route where I think a lot of people, you know, I've heard many people talk about maybe hearing a Miles Davis record or something and just having their mind blown and wanting to learn more. For me, it almost came the other way around where I was trying to learn about it to understand it as like a a challenge for my musical proficiency and learn how it worked. And in doing that, I started to really fall in love with the sound because I was, you know, listening to it more with more intention and more carefully. And then it started to become music that I just absolutely love. But I kind of came at it through the, the study of it, if
0: that makes sense. So let me ask you this. If you could get into a time machine and go back in time and see any jazz musician from any era and any time, where would you go? Who would you love to see?
1: Wow, that's so difficult. Um I would love to see Bill Evans. He's one of my heroes. Um I would love to see I'd love to have seen John Coltrane. Maybe in the guitar world. Uh it's very hard to not mention Wes Montgomery, but I would love to have seen Johnny Smith. That's another um jazz guitarist that I love from that era? That's a really tough question, though, because yeah. there's just so many.
0: <laughs> there certainly
1: is, yeah. Maybe Bill Evans, if I had to pick one. Probably Bill Evans, honestly. Hard to look
0: past. So let me ask you this, you know, from all the wisdom and, and experience that you've gained in your life, if you have a dream tonight, run into your 20-year-old version, and you could give that version a piece of advice based on the wisdom you've gained in your life, what would you tell your young version? Uh, that's a difficult question, because I still think of myself as being fairly young, Um <laughs> I feel like
1: I'm still figuring it out as I go, um, well, it's a really difficult question. I think, um, something I might tell myself, uh, if I could talk to myself before going into music school is to, uh, have a bit more fun and not uh, worry so much about it and actually try and meet more people and just have fun with it. Cause I think I got very in my head about trying to make sure I get amazing grades and things like that. And ultimately I think, um, if I could do it differently, I would want to just meet more people and make more friends, I suppose, in school. <laughs> I don't know if that's the most... It might be the the worst advice for some people, but I think for me, with my temperament, that might have been the best advice I could have gotten.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Everyone out there has a perception of you, your family, your friends, your fans, but ultimately, you live your life. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are?
1: Wow, you're asking really deep questions today. <laughs> um, never thought of it like that. Um I think I have a perception of who I would like to be, and then that may be different from how I perceive myself actually being, because I think we all have goals that we aspire to that might not be how we actually live our lives in reality. But in a more general sense, I think I perceive myself as someone who's creative and likes to find my own path of doing things. Um, I like to find my own approach to anything I do, whether it's music or playing a game. Or anything.
0: If anybody wants to pick up the album, learn more about you, anything related to your world, where's the best place for them to go on the web? Uh, well, I'm on
1: uh, social media, but I have uh, my website, which is just matt-greenwood.com. Fortunately, mattgreenwood.com was taken, so there's a hyphen between my first and last name. Um, and from there, you can get to all my other social medias. There's also a contact form, but also I'm on Instagram, just as Music. And on Facebook is Matt Greenwood. So any of those places are great to get in touch.
0: Wonderful, Matt. Hey, thank you for taking time out from zimbabwe to open up about the album and about your life and music this has been wonderful have have very safe travels have a wonderful thank you, 2023 thank you so much it's great to chat to you i appreciate you taking the time to talk to me thanks for listening and tuning in to another neon jazz interview where we give you a bit of insight into the finest players in zimbabwe toronto kansas city and spots all over the world giving fans all that jazz thanks to matt for his class music and time Want to hear more interviews? Visit Neon Jazz Interviews on iTunes or Spotify. You can find Neon Jazz at YouTube.com. And for everything Neon Jazz all the time, go to the Neon Until next time, enjoy the jazz, my friends.
1: Neon Jazz.